Don't play with things that go boom. Lessons from my days in Olive Drab by Clint Morey, specialist fourth class, retired. Well, not actually retired. It's more like I didn't re-up. Episode 14, The Day I Shot a Mountain. Now, life on a firebase was interesting. Sometimes we had really nice views of the beautiful countryside of Vietnam. And we knew we were reasonably safe because we had concertina wire around our entire hill and soldiers from the infantry pulling guard duty for us. So we didn't really think that much about sappers and mortar attacks. When we arrived on a new firebase, it seldom took us long to develop a simple routine for our daily lives. We kept our fire direction control center neat and ready to go into operation at a moment's notice. That was our first job. And we had three nice meals every day. Well, well, nice might be pushing it a bit, but it was food. Now, on one firebase, only one, by the way, we even had TV time. One soldier had a small black and white TV with rabbit ears, which allowed us to pick up the armed forces TV signal. They would play current shows from back home. Now, I remember I would always try to make time to watch one show, Adam 12. Now, I didn't watch Adam 12 because it was an interesting show. I watched it because it followed a pair of Los Angeles police officers as they drove around Los Angeles. And I enjoyed seeing the pictures of my hometown. Now, we often shared a firebase with troops from our allies. And one time we were on a hill with rock soldiers. Rock stood for Republic of Korea, also known to us as South Korea. The rock soldiers had a reputation for being tough fighters. And I remember one day I went out early in the morning and a group of rock soldiers were in squad formation. I didn't pay much attention to them until the guy in charge, and I didn't know if he was a sergeant or an officer, began screaming and yelling at his men. I wasn't used to seeing that, and it sure didn't seem like a pleasant or productive experience. Their leader called out a name, and one rock soldier stepped forward. The leader then directed all of his vitriol toward that single soldier. I have no idea what that guy did. I have to admit my Korean language skills border on non-existent. But the leader was obviously upset with him. The leader got face to face with the soldier and then began punching him. I'm serious. He just began hitting the guy. Everyone in the squad remained at attention, looking straight ahead as the beating continued. The soldier didn't resist the beating, and eventually he fell to the ground. He got back to his feet and let the leader continue to beat him. I couldn't handle watching it, so I returned to my fire direction control center, my quiet, gentle, calm FDC, where life was a little more laid back. Now, for a change there, on one firebase, we even had a mascot, a cute dog that we called Niner. Now, I don't know where Niner came from or why he chose to make us part of his family, but it was fun to see him and interact with him. Niner would drop by every day and play with us for a while, and everyone in our unit enjoyed having him around. And then one day, he didn't show up. 
We don't know where Niner went or why he never returned to us, but we missed him. Now, some suggested that the Vietnamese soldiers who were on the fire base probably took him and ate him. Apparently, dog was one of the menu items in their lifestyle. Now, I have no idea if that was true, but most of us thought it was. And one of the nice breaks in our routine was the day we received mail. A chopper would fly in and drop off people and supplies and sometimes a bag with mail. When the mail bag arrived, people began crowding around hoping they would receive a letter from home. A couple of times I even got the opportunity to be the mailman to hand out the letters. Mail was a big deal for us. Now you have to remember this was before cell phones, text messages, and the internet. Our only communication with family and friends back home was mail. Some soldiers seemed to always get letters. Some seemed to never receive letters. Now, for those of you who wrote me during that time, I can't thank you enough. I treasured the letters that I received. Okay, the mountain. I've stalled long enough. The title of this episode is The Day I Shot a Mountain, so I might as well get to it. One day, we received the call on the radio for a fire mission. The forward observer with the troops gave us the coordinates and the guy working our radio entered the information into Freddy, our computer. I was working the backup position at the map, so I placed a plotting pin into the location we had been given and I began working out the shooting solution manually. The guy using Freddy called out the shooting solution and I agreed that it was accurate, so he called the guns and gave them the elevation, direction, and charge and ordered a marking round. We heard the shot from the gun crew and we waited for any corrections from the field. We waited and we waited. It was taking too long. Finally, the forward observer called and asked when we were going to fire. The FDC, or in the FDC, we just looked at each other. The shell had been shot. It should have landed. What happened? I looked at the map and that's when I saw the problem. There was a mountain between us and the infantry units on the ground. So instead of hitting the target where our troops were, we shot a mountain. We quickly recalculated the shooting solution using what the Army calls high-angle fire in order to reach the target. Our marking round exploded over the target and we completed the fire mission. And we tried to joke about it. I mean, how often does an artillery unit accidentally shoot a mountain? but I knew it wasn't funny. This is the type of mistake that causes a friendly fire incident. We were fortunate that no one was on the mountain where our shell landed. All it did was blow up some jungle. No people, civilian or military, were injured. Had the round killed someone, however, it would have been my fault. I could have blamed our computer, Freddy, for generating an incorrect response, but it was my job to check the computer. I failed at that job. And that was the day that I shot a mountain. There were a couple of lessons from this period that I learned. The first one is learn to do your job correctly. I don't care what your job is. If you have a job, do it right. It makes a difference. Lesson number two, sometimes the Lord protects you when you make dumb mistakes. Thanks for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you in the next episode.